Hi everyone, welcome back to the Safe Spend Invest podcast. This is Bookie Smart, your host. Um, and we are continuing the conversation with a woman and her money. I have the same four ladies joining me um, today, which are Lauren, Tommy, Elizabeth and Daisy. And this one's going to be really interesting. We're going to be talking about you know, where we're at today, what money decisions are we making, where do we struggle the most, where are we finding it um, the most difficult, um, you know, to either spend, save or invest our money and how are we really changing that narrative when it comes to the 21st century woman and her money? What are we doing differently today so that, um, you know, the next generation are better off or our kids are better off? Okay, so guys, I want to ask you, what do you struggle with the most when it comes to money? Um, can we start with Tommy first? Okay, so the one thing might sound really silly, but the, literally the one thing I struggle with the most when it comes to spend, um, not spending, sorry, when it comes to saving my money is food. Like I'm a huge, huge foodie, and the thing is, I like literally spend so much of my money on food. And I know how much I would save if I don't eat out as much as I do, but it's really it's really something that's very hard for me to let go. Everything else is very easy for me to kind of cut it off and like increase how much I spend. But then I think that's the main thing. But not being like, you know, chasing too much on my spending, I do kind of save like, let's say, so I pay my own bills, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say I probably save like 30-something percent of my salary every month sometimes could be more so this is like after I pay my own bills like rent and everything so it's not bad but then again I know how much I spend on food <laughs> okay Elizabeth yeah so I'm going to have to agree with Tommy as well I think I spend way too much money on food which I so every month I give myself allowance out of my salary so even though I never more than I've allocated to myself, I think I would have a higher quality of life if I just spend less on food and then I'll have extra money to like maybe other clothes or like go out and watch a movie or something. So yeah, that's something I need to work on to stop budget food all the time and cook some food. Okay. Daisy, I know you've already said you're a self-proclaimed foodie. So is this also what you would say is your biggest struggle? Yeah, I think that's my biggest problem to be very honest. Because... I like to order food, I like to eat food, I like to think about eating food. It's just the weirdest thing. And I feel, I have to agree with them. I think it was Lauren who said that if I could cut out the, the, the amount of money I spend on food, I would live like a better life. I have to totally agree with that. Because in as much as I've started right now giving myself a certain amount to spend on like frivolous things like um, eating out, I still know for sure that if I can cut out the spending of food, spending money on food, ordering food to the office, um, buying something because I feel good, buying something because I feel bad, I feel like I would I would do a lot better with my savings. And it's it's ridiculous. It's really... Oh, and then another thing, I spend a lot of money here. Um, the data cost here in Nigeria is ridiculously expensive. Oh, yeah. So I find myself spending a little 2000 here, 1000 there, 500 there. Before you know it, on data, it becomes really, really, really a lot and, um, at the end of the month. So I would say food and data would be my biggest problems, to be honest. Okay. Lauren? Do you have a different answer? Yeah, um, I would say I'm quite odd. I'm like, 
I spend a lot of my money um, on, like, personal development books or, like, I'll see, like, a new book or, like, a mini course or something. And that's where a lot of my money tends to go towards. But the struggle for me is I'll spend money on a new book, but I haven't finished the book and currently reading all the, like, let's say five other books that I've already bought and it's, like, slow down and one at a time. And it's, like... It's like a kind of um, scarcity mindset where I'll be like, oh my gosh, this book's going to run away or I won't be able to get it in five months, so let me buy it now and let me just leave it on my bookshelf when really I don't really need it right now and I can wait. So that's what I'm trying to hone in on and control. Okay. Um, I'd say my one would probably be a mix of things. I think food, but not quite as, as much as other people. Like I used to think food was my biggest um, struggle, but... I think for me, I like to, I like to just have a really good time, and I think I spend a lot of money when I'm like with friends or with family, or if I were to like host a dinner party or have people over, I would tend to buy a lot of things to make that happen, or I spend a lot of money on the people. Um, and I think that's what I struggle with the most. So sometimes I actually avoid going out with my friends because I know that. Normally, when I'm with my friends, I tend to just spend, spend, spend without really thinking about it. Okay, so let's talk about uh, this. So all of us are working now. Lauren um, is in her place. Yeah, but all of us are working. Before we started working, um, what was our money relationship like? What were, what were the things that you did with your money? So okay, so, let's start with you. Um, okay, so before I started working, like, if all my friends would even, like, I can't even lie about this because, like, all my friends are called bullshit. Before I started working, I could not, for the life of me, like, I would, so for me, it's like, every day I have a new parcel. Every single day. Sometimes it would be three. Then it would be, um, I would I would literally have the worst thing I did, which was like very stupid. Is I would buy like the boss pass in Nottingham. So I went to uni in Nottingham, right? And then like we had like the boss pass, which was like for the year. I would buy the yearly boss pass, but then use Ubers every day. Like I was no, I was I think about it now. I'm actually pissed off at myself. But I would do this, and then. Like, I would buy clothes. Several clothes had tags on them that I didn't even end up wearing. I had to, like, give to charity. And I was, it was ridiculous, like, how I would spend my money. Like, I would see something, oh, yeah, now get it. And that's because, like, I wasn't making the money myself, which was very stupid. So, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm nothing like that now. Just so you know, but, yeah, it was really, really bad. Really bad. Okay. Um, Elizabeth, take us to life before work. Yeah, okay, so as a student, I would say I did used to save, but I wasn't aggressive about saving. So because of that, I had a lot of free money spent. So I was quite happy in that aspect. But then I would also save, but then I was saving to spend. So I'm like, oh, I want this new bag. I'm going to save for it. And then once I have the money, I spend it on something. So I think that was kind of stupid looking back because I'm like, oh, I actually could have saved a lot of money then. But yeah, I think I was just okay with money, really. I didn't have a bad relationship with money, but then I didn't have a quick one either. It was just there. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Daisy? Um, before work, uh, let's see. Uh, I, I don't I don't think I had any relationship with money because for me, money was... It was it was mostly just coming and going, coming and going. So as soon as it was coming, it was going. Even before it came, it had gone. So it wasn't 
it wasn't. I never had a relationship with anybody, and I would have to. I, you know, someone said that it was because you were not making the money yourself. Because mm. I, I think that was my biggest problem. I'm, 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 I'm what you would call a daddy's girl. So I knew, I knew at the back of my mind that as soon as I ran into trouble, all I needed to do was call my dad. So I never really thought about, oh, okay, let's save for some, even even save to buy something nice, like save to buy a shoe or something. I never did any of that. I was just spending it as it was coming in, basically. Yeah, okay. Lauren? I was better um, saving and managing my money in uni as opposed to my placement year because while I was in uni, um, there were so many like free events to go to or I could just like stay in the house with my friends and we could just have a fun time at home. Whereas now I'm on my placement year and I'm in like a new city that's outside of London all by myself. I have to do a lot more spending to like go home at the weekends or go and see my friends or do things to entertain myself because I have more free time and it's not like I'm in uni where there's so many things to do around it's just kind of me by myself so I spend that my I, I find that my outgoings are a lot more than they were in uni but at the same time it's taught me a lot more about financial discipline so I know that what I've learned over the last um, seven months since I've been on placement I can take back into uni and after uni going forward with my finances okay cool um and do you guys think that you maybe did not have the friends that encouraged saving or like were you and your friends in the same boat or was it more um so for me for example i had i had nearly all my friends just want to spend money all the time i didn't really have any friend that was holding me back and saying oh maybe we shouldn't go out we should you know spend time inside or watch netflix and you know have popcorns or something like that did you guys have friends that maybe were trying to steer you on the right path and you were just like nah i'm just gonna you know spend my money i have friends that do that now um like my friends i think because it's all matured a bit more we're all like oh let's just stay in or kind of just chill at home rather than go out but i think before um, me and my friends would want to go out to maybe like a party maybe not eating out but it would be more money spent on parties or like clothes or concerts or festivals yeah okay um, for me I had friends like that I believe but I don't ever think I listened to them or I cared enough to listen at that time but it was like when I started making my own money was different so the one person that actually taught me how to save money my sister so, like, my sister's, like, a lot better with money than me. And, like, we would get, like, the same allowances and everything, like, growing up, right? Then when we... Because she started working before me. She's older than me, by the way. So, she started working before me. And, like, she was, like, always good with, like, spending money and everything. And, like, still being able to do, like, what she wanted to do. So, like, she kind of taught me how to save my money. So, like, I have, like... It's like a subconscious thing that I do every month. Like once I get paid my salary, first thing is I put like the money aside for bills. And then after that, like after I put that aside, then I automatically put like most of what is left in like my savings and then like um, put a certain amount of money for myself for the month. And that's kind of where like my food money comes out and everything. But then like I kind of know... But I kind of know like where to like actually like... How to actually like... Allocate my money right now, and I've kind of been doing this for oh, well ever since I've been working, and it's worked out fine for me. So yeah, I would say that at uni, like I didn't really listen to what anyone told me. So I'm 
like nurse. But now, obviously, it's a lot different. Okay, I've got five myths that I want to ask you guys what your thoughts are. Okay, so these are things that people generally think about women and their money. So the first one um, is women need more help managing their money than men do. What are your thoughts? Agree, disagree, and why? Disagree, please. <laughs> that just sounds like some sexist myth so you can handle like that to your husband and then he manages it for you. Yeah. For me, I think it's an individual thing. Like, you can't put that on your sex and say that um, one needs ma- more help managing money than the other. Like, than the other, sorry. It makes no sense. It's it's a personal thing. Like, if you're someone who's maybe like, I don't know, you like that bag and the other bag and whatever, and like, you're not... So there's two ways to go about it. Like, I could like a bag, and I tell myself, okay, when you save a certain amount of money, you can buy that bag. Now, that certain amount of money isn't the money for the bag. It could be like three times the money of the bag or four times the money of the bag. But then there's some people who are like, okay, I'm just going to save the money of the bag and buy the bag. So there's a huge difference. So, no, I would say it's down to like the personal, like your personal preferences and like how you act, not Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Anybody else? Okay. Yeah, so I definitely would have to disagree with that because well there isn't there isn't something that there isn't something in the gender and the chromosome that makes one person better than better money simply because of a gender you get. So I feel like the issue here is at least for us for me back here in Nigeria, we don't we don't generally talk about money. Mm. We don't we don't come we don't come together or even decide that okay look this is how you should you know spend your money this is how you should save your money or invest your money. I think those majority of that conversation happens within the male circles, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why it looks like they um, know better. But within ourselves as women, we don't we we generally don't talk about um, money. At least we we didn't used to. Because currently, now a lot of us are talking about it now. But going, if you're going back to the way it was before, people were, women weren't necessarily talking about money. So I feel like that really helped to um, push the narrative that women didn't didn't know how to, you know, manage their money better. But I feel like, you know, going forward with the with the way a lot more women are coming about, I feel like going in, in about in a couple of months, maybe a year or two. This myth would be something that even men will laugh against because, well, it wouldn't be funny at the time. (laughs) Sorry, at that time. Yeah. Okay, number two is women are naturally risk-averse. Yes or no? And why? I would say yes, um, just from the conversations that I've had. I think that when I speak to people, especially women um, or even men as well, just generally when I speak to people about um, investing, for example, even taking a different approach to saving. So even telling someone, you know, maybe you should switch banks because they offer um, a higher savings rate. A woman is more likely to be like, oh, you know, how much more or just delay that as opposed to a guy just being like oh really you know where is it where can i you know put my money in um so what are you guys thought do you think women are naturally more risk averse or is it just more that we don't we don't know enough like we haven't been educated enough about risk meanwhile guys are just naturally more aggressive towards things like that and they're just looking for more ways to make money and just keep the hustle on 
Mm-hmm. I do think that women are more risk adverse, but I think it has more to do with the way we've been socially conditioned as opposed to a biological trait. Yeah. Because I know myself, that's something I struggle with as well. I'm like, I don't want to take the chance. I mean, but then my guy friends, they lose a lot of money from investment, but then they also make a lot of money. So I think that's what the basic of taking the risk is. But then I guess it's just the way guys are. You know how guys are always in background, things like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just something I acknowledge and I am working on. But yeah, I, I do agree with the big one. Okay. Yeah, I also 100% agree. Like, I'm afraid to actually lose money. Like, like invest in something and then, like, my money's gone and, like... So that's one thing I'm really afraid of. So I 100% agree with everyone. Okay, but is that... I, I, okay, go on. Um, well, because I'm still a student, I don't really know anyone who invests yet. Um, But just in general behaviour, I've noticed that a lot of the males I know, they're more likely to take risks, just necessarily in... Not necessarily just in life, but in business as well. Um, they're more likely to take risks than the females I know and my female friends. Yeah. Okay. But I think at the same time, it like what would it take for you to be comfortable with taking on more risks? So for me, it was just having one too many conversations with um my guy friends and guys that are especially older than me and just seeing their approach to things and knowing like like how Tommy said oh you know she's afraid of losing money I used to be like that like a year maybe even yeah about a year ago but these days I'm more like it's money I will make more of it like it goes and comes and you do have to be willing to take risk and I think once I started understanding that it was part of the cycle like and you know hopefully you don't lose money but you have to be willing to take that risk um and not be and not be afraid and you really have and, and you have to you can start small but once you start to build up that resolve and you know make your first investment and see a couple of months later that you haven't lost money you know heaven is still standing the earth has not fallen um and even times where i've put my money in things and it didn't work out and i lost like 100 or 200 pounds um and at the time i was really gutted i was like wow just like that 200 pounds is gone um but at the same time i'm better for it because now i know what to look for now i know like okay is this a scam or now i know not to just put my my money in anything that oh everybody's doing it so therefore you should do it too kind of mindset so for you what would you say that it would take or is it just knowing more i definitely think it's about knowing more i think when people have a lack of information they have a fear of it's almost like a fear of the unknown I think um, if I knew more about investing, I would take more risk with it, even as a student right now, where I don't have a lot of money, but you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And is it is it maybe also because we think that we don't have enough money and so we don't want to risk losing like what we have because um on one article that I read, it said, be, you know, people who have less money generally take less risk. But... At the same time, I think that even my guy friends who and the same or maybe even less than me, they're still more like, you know, just tell me where to put my money and I would I will put it in and, you know, just leave it and let it grow. Meanwhile, a woman is more likely to, you know, go, oh, I'm not sure. Let me think about that because they feel like they don't have enough money. So they don't even want to lose out. I think it's um, definitely an individual thing again, um, because I know... 
there's probably people I know who would take that risk, regardless of how much money is in their bank account, who are females and males. Um, but me as an individual, I would say I'm quite risk averse, so I wouldn't take as many risks as someone else. Um, even if I've got more money or less, I think even if I had more money, I'd be more reluctant to put my money away because like there's mm. more to lose. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I, I wouldn't say it's like about the amount of money you have. I feel like it's about how much you are willing to lose. Like for me personally, right, there's a certain amount that if I lose, I wouldn't be so bothered about it. But then when it starts getting to like a certain amount, like a lot higher than that, and I'm like, okay, what's happening? So for me, it's like, even if I have like so, so, so much money, I still will be a bit risk averse. I feel like it's maybe it's how I grew up or it's a personal thing. I don't really know what it is, but then I just wouldn't put so much money into something that I'm not sure of. Yeah, I'm the same way as well. Like, even just personality-wise, I'm a very cautious person. But then yes. if I grow, I make money, I will try some high-risk investments. But for me, it's just it's not going to be supporting my yeah okay number three we cannot save money this is still the myth um it says that women can't save money because we're too busy buying too many shoes um what do you guys think do you think that women are more concerned with you know their looks um i know tommy's going to say that it depends on who you are but do you think generally speaking do you think more women maybe don't save as much because we're too concerned with buying shoes and clothes and bags and things like that? No. <laughs> no? No. I do not, like I said, I do not agree with that. So I feel like it's how you condition your mind. I can, like I said, I can only speak for myself. So it's, for, for me particularly, like there's certain things that I know that I want and I want to get for myself. But then, like I said, with the bag example, I literally say, okay, when I have this amount, then I would build, then I would get this for myself. So it's not necessarily me taking all the money out of my savings to get a bag or a shoe. Why? So it's literally just about me telling myself, okay, when you reach this point mark, then you could you could spend this on yourself on this or do this on that or something. So in terms of savings, I would definitely say no, because I know how far I've come with savings, like in the past year, past two years, how I, I have like changed over like how much I save. So I don't agree with that point. Okay. Does anyone have anything differently? No, I definitely agree. I think, yeah, women spend money on shoes and hair and everything but men have other things that they have to spend money on mm-hmm. so i wouldn't say that we spend more money than them yeah. okay number four is women are less likely to ask for a raise or a bonus agree disagree i would, I would say yes i would agree yes. <laughs> why would you <laughs> say yes um so i work in hr so I have seen cases where um, men would walk up to the I department when you're in like school and girls are more like careful with putting their hand up or they're less likely to put their hand up in the classroom because they feel like they might have a get the question wrong whereas males 
people just put up their hand anyway. Same with like applying for job applications and um, interviews. Females will only apply when they feel like they've got all the qualifications and men will apply when they've got like 60 or 70%. I feel like um, women were, our confidence isn't there the same way it is as men and that's not all women but just generally. But when when did that change? Because like with the whole putting your hand up, when I was growing up, I didn't. There was no disconnect in my mind. Whenever there was a question asked, whoever knew the answer put their hands up. And I don't know at what point the scales tipped, and women started sort of not putting their hands up, but more. Maybe it was when we were all teenagers and we were afraid of looking bad or not wanting to, you know, say the wrong thing or come across as being dumb or not knowing the answer. Um. Well, you know, what what are you guys' experience? Or did you always see that? Um you know, girls and then going on to teenagers and women, we didn't, we've always not really been putting our hands up. I think that my personal responsibility, uh, my personal theory, sorry, just relating it to money specifically, is that it has to do with responsibilities. Because even now, when you're in your early 20s, you're 23, you're 23, if you look around at the guys around us, we're basically in the same stage. The level where you see guys start advancing is when they're like in the late 20s or 28, 29. And that's when you see like those gaps that's the image between like men and women in terms of our career and I think that it has to do with responsibilities in fact that with the way the traditional let's say black or African or Nigerian society is set up the man is the one meant to pay the school fees he's meant to pay for the trees he's meant to pay for everything in the house I think because men have this pressure on them it pushes them to actually be so outspoken to go for jobs they wouldn't ordinarily go for I think that actually pushes men forward as opposed to pushing women behind, even though in some way it does. I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Me personally, I'm like, okay, when I get married, I want to have responsibilities too, because I know when I have these responsibilities, I'm going to be hustling my career. If I know I'm not making enough money to pay someone's school fees, I'm going to ask for more money because I literally need to. So I think that is a significant factor that plays in it. But I don't know. I think in high school as well, I, I had no problem with raising my hand and I don't think other women have it as well but then as you grow up the expectations on you change so you might not even be thought that like what do I need to make money for why am I asking for more money my husband takes care of everything mm. so. okay anybody else have anything to add yeah so I don't think um I think mm-hmm. it's basically social conditioning pretty much because we I think um, when when people see or when our mothers or our aunts and our big sisters or something, so we, when they when they feel like you've gotten to a point where it's time to start grooming you to be the perfect woman and all that, a lot of that comes into play because you're thought to be you're, you're thought to be humble, you're thought mm. to be mm-hmm. calm and meek, and the 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 perfect woman is not loud. She's not. She's not aggressive. She's not proud, you know? So you grow up with that mentality. And then when it comes to, like, jobs, for example, you have you, you take that same mentality that you've been brought up with into your workplace. So you would have somebody who's um, even doing... It could be doing less than you are when it comes to your workload and everything. And then you would see that same person because he's been taught that to be a man, quote-unquote, you have to speak for yourself. You have to stand up. You have to be aggressive, Right? And then um, they had the, you they, they take that mentality and then put it into their career and you you see that you you see a typical man that maybe you feel 
you are more intelligent, you have more experiences, and the person is flying. Not necessarily because um, is a lot more intelligent than you are, but mm. where he needs to be seen, he's being seen where he needs to be heard. He's being heard, unlike you being the perfect woman, wanting to just be quiet and calm. So I think a lot of that has to do with the way we are brought up and then the social conditioning we had growing up as kids. Okay, interesting. And my last myth is that women would only usually take financial decisions once someone else has taken a step. In other words, we're not going to just wake up on our own and go and invest. We have to either wait for someone to teach us, to show us, um, or, you know, have our friends say, oh, you know, I've done this and it, it turned out to be fine. So put our money, so put your money there. What are you guys, what do you guys think? Is that true? Is that not true? Are we followers? To a large extent, I would have to agree. And the reason why I'm agreeing is this. You know, there's some, like, for example, there are topics and industries and situations where where it's been typically said to be, you know, for the male, like, for example, tech, you know, IT, finances, and all of that, right? So if I, the, 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 what I think would be the solution to this particular myth, in as much as I don't think is a myth, I feel the solution to this would be um, a lot more information being out there for women. You don't see, there's, um, you don't see, um, a typical woman would be more comfortable where she feels that she's being heard, like, or, or where she has a lot of um, other women who she feels can share the same experience with her. So I feel because a lot of all of um, a lot of topics like this, like finances, have been um, tethered towards the male, it hasn't given women the opportunity to actually do some of these things without somebody going ahead of them and doing that. Because I, I genuinely feel like if you give them the information, if you give them the access to do these things, it, it, it shouldn't be a problem. So we should look at that from the angle of putting out as much information as we can put there to the to the average 21st century woman and making her realize that, look, you don't necessarily have to wait for something to do to do a particular thing or invest a particular way before it's okay for you. Just put the information out there. I think that solves a lot of problems, to be honest. Okay, thank you. Um, and to wrap up this segment, if you could say one thing um, to yourself, let's say five years ago, what would it be? One sentence. Um, Tommy, you start. Well, five years ago, I definitely did not know how to spend the money or what to do with the money that I saved, right? So I would tell myself to actually think before making purchases, before doing things. Like, do you really need this? Like, in the next five years or a few years from now, looking into the future, would this be important to you? If this is just like a now thing, then okay, so do we need to indulge in this now to actually think before I spend money and actually know what to do with the money that I have saved? Okay, Elizabeth? Mm, yeah, I think I would tell my. I don't think I'd start saving then. So I think to start saving early and to start educating myself about personal finance. Okay, Daisy. Um, I think, yeah, I have to agree. I think that what I would tell myself would be to to cultivate a relationship with money and not see it as, you know, coming and going. Just, like, have a, have a reasonable relationship with it, how it grows, how to make more, how to save. So mm-hmm. I think that's the, most, that's the thing I would tell myself to, you know, cultivate a better relationship with money. Okay. Lauren? Um, I 
you definitely need to start saving earlier and just to realise that if I spend money on things that I don't need now, I'm going to have to either sell things or not be able to afford things that I really need later. So it's just having that discipline and realising that that £30 that I'm spending on food, that I could go to something more useful later and just kind of holding back and having the delayed gratification, really. Yes, absolutely. And that is my one, literally, delayed gratification. Um, I would just tell myself, like, you don't need to spend all of this now. If you saved and invested early, then in five, ten years, um, you would be a lot better off. And yeah, that concludes part two of A Woman and Her Story. Thank you guys for being here. If you like this one, um, leave me a review or comment. Put this up on your Instagram story and tag at Save Spend Invest and let us know. If you're a woman, what are you doing with your money? What are the things that you struggle with? How are you changing the narrative for yourself, for your family, for the next generation? What are some of the things that you wish that you could tell the younger you and how are you even um planning for your future so in part three we're going to talk about focusing on how we as women are investing what are our thoughts when it comes to investing in money investing money and investing in ourselves um we're going to talk about planning for the future and then what are some of the things that stop us from achieving our goals and how can we replace those sort of thoughts and things with empowering um beliefs so stay tuned and see you in the next episode bye